This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Jesters of Ravenloft, where a group of comedians try to escape the horrors of the mists. The troupe had some uncomfortable realizations about themselves and each other. New Rogue received a rod of double-checking to help combat his tendency towards black-and-white thinking. Del played Warhammer with Lucretia Sanguine, who she learned to be Acer's mother. And a horrified Adam learned about his crimes as Shadow Nemesis and left to get a drink with New Rogue and the Doctor Deputy. Meanwhile, Tyler caught a groundworm and tried to leap on it and stab it, but instead knocked himself out with his own sword. Will the troop survive a fishing mishap, a drunken rebel, and a scheming squire? I doubt it. <laughs> Tyler. Yes. You awaken to a hazy world around you. You feel the earth shifting beneath you. Can you roll me a perception? Six plus four for 10 perception. It feels almost like you are. Am I still exhausted? Do I? You bet your ass. (laughs) So at disadvantage, we'll take the 10, a 10 perception. Dead and exhausted. Wow. Yeah. Even in heaven. (laughs) You find yourself coming to and coming back to consciousness, feeling almost like you are riding a thick carpet that is being dragged along an uneven ground. And you could feel a person leaning over you, pouring a liquid into your mouth. What do you do? Uh, probably choke. Probably <laughs> just cough um, at whatever's being poured in my throat. Okay. You do that. I'll allow you to choke. You don't have to roll for okay. that. When you Thank open you. your eyes, you see that you are coughing out a healing potion. So you will be healed for five health points, but cough out the second half of the potion that you would have been okay. downing. Perfect. Five health points. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it's, when you look uh, up... Oh, yeah. sorry. Go for it. Nope. Just going to play up the bit of choking on a health potion some more. Let's let's move it along. You know, I could do this all night, so <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> choke some more. Keep choking. <laughs> and as you continue to choke to the point where someone else might think it was a bit, but we know it's really just real choking. You look up and see the most beautiful demonic woman you have ever seen kneeling over you. 
And as you look around, you realize that the air is hazy around you. This is not just a typical version of the normal world. At a quick glance, you can see that beneath you is half of the corpse of a groundworm that has been cut open. And you can see, as you look behind you, just glancing out of the corner of your eye, you can see Midas Fern dragging two halves of a groundworm, both of them nearly 15 feet long with you laid out on one of them. But it looks like you were seeing them through water, through a hazy pane of glass. Things have shifted somewhat. And the sound is different. It's it's more echoey. It's more distant. It's as though you are somewhat further from the world, even though you can see that it is immediately around you. But as you look up, you see just this perfect, perfectly beautiful demonic being. For you, we've established that from the outside, the image of Lucretia is constantly shifting. It's constantly shifting into all the different versions of beauty that you can imagine. But from your perspective, each one of these is what she has always looked like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks down at you and says, oh, finally, I was worried that I'd lost you. Oh, and I'm, you know, wiping healing potion from my mouth, kind of sit up. Uh, and I say, uh, um, uh, if I see this, you know, absolutely stunning creature, um, leaning over me, do I make the connection that I have seen her a ways, ways, ways away with um, Shadow Nemesis? Roll me a wisdom saving Back in uh, Protection Town. Or if you want a history, I would allow either because you're a pretty smart person. Okay. Uh, saving throw at disadvantage. We had a nat 20 and then this was a three. Uh, plus... Technically, a saving throw is not an ability check. So this oh, would not okay. be at disadvantage. Uh, I mean, honestly, the first roll was the nat 20. Great. You'd recognize her immediately. I also believe that you would be very capable of that. It's not often you see this perfectly, strikingly beautiful a demoness yeah. in the world. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of colors things a little bit. Um, I'll say um, thank, thank you. Uh, why did you save me? <sighs> because sometimes just... The game, you know, I'm forced to play it because of what I do and I don't want to anymore. Sometimes you just get played out. Sometimes you get let down by the one you've been hoping for. Sometimes love isn't real. I, um, I'm not sure I understand. Uh, what part do I have to play in any of that? Do you have children? Tyler? No. Do you want to? I don't know. Maybe. I was born to be a mother, to bring love and life into this world, and I just... Normally there's so much seduction, it's exhausting, and I've tried, and I've tried, and I've been sold out by the one that I thought could really work. So, let's end all the games. This doesn't need to be a romance. It doesn't even need to be a physical thing. If you agree, I'll have the child I want. You don't need to be any part of that. And in return, I'll give you a Nintendo Switch that functions in Ravenloft. It won't have any social chats, but you'll be able to play as many video games as you please. And then I can leave. No. no. Sorry, no. Uh, Why not? I know you want one. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, that would be cool, but, like, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to have kids with you over a Nintendo Switch. I don't care how hot you are. Like, no, uh, that's... no, I'm 
I'm going to have the child and move on with me through all the realms of hell and just be free within Ravenloft. You just get a Nintendo Switch. I don't want you around. I... Lady, there's got to be a better way for you to go about this. Uh, what's your name? Who are you? Lucretia. Lucretia. Sanguine. Yes. Yes. Shadow Nemesis mentioned you. You are somehow, well, I guess, related everyone to Everyone Acer- just brings him up. Uh, you, you have one fling with one psychopathic nightmare, and all of a sudden, everyone thinks you're attached. Well, he couldn't give you kids then? Seemed like you were kind of doing it the old-fashioned way to get I kids. I make different bargains with different people. I have a child with him. Whoa. I'm Already? looking for more children. Um, you're, you have a child with him? Yes. It's been like two days. Tyler, I just said that I, I could give you a Nintendo Switch and magically <laughs> I would have a child with you. I just, it's going to happen. Well, uh, can Demon you wars. send me and my friends home? I'll make that deal. Can you send me and my friends back to where we came from before we ever came to Ravenloft, before any of this ever happened? Hmm. What can you offer me in exchange for the tremendous power that that would require? I'm assuming you want that kid. Or is there something else that you want? I don't... I don't know. It's an exchange of souls to do something so great. After all, there are so many watchers and guardians locking this place down. I was trying to do something relatively simple, but if you're trying to get out of here, I could look into the economy of it if you'd like. What? Why do you want to have ba- babies? Why, why not go back and have another child with Shadow Nemesis? He was bragging about it. He would definitely do it again. He's not even here anymore. Oh, I have. You mean to he's tell not the here truth. anymore? Hold, what do you oh, mean he's I'm not here? Oh, I'm going to run away after your cursed truth bracelet. He gave up the ghost. He's fled back into himself. He's not even here. It's just Adam now. If he can't, Adam, like our Adam, own- is like out there walking around. Yes. Sorry, that's news to me, and that's that's fantastic. Um, wow. Um, hey, uh, do you know Acer Sanguine, by the way? Same last name? Is there anything I could give you other than escaping this realm, which is surely beyond the scope of this particular negotiation? Is there anything that you would want in exchange for giving me a child? Uh, I'm kind of, like, it seems like it keeps, this conversation keeps coming back to that, like... Yes, it's almost like it's what I want, and you (laughs) want a bunch of information. Yeah, but I don't think I fully understand what's going on here. You've already had a kid. What, where's, where's your kid with... Haven't you heard of the heir and the spare? You need a couple of extras in case something goes wrong. The heir (laughs) and the spare? I haven't, uh... It sounds like... So, wait, an heir, like, are you the Dark Lord of this realm? (laughs) We thought... (laughs) Dear boy. It seems like you're not going to make this bargain at all. (laughs) You really scare me. Like... Oh, that's too bad. Is there anything I could do to show you that I'm harmless? (laughs) That's a weird question. 
Um, well, you're, you were dying. I'm over you. I have claws. You know, it's a weird time. We're riding a dead worm inside the ethereal plane. Are you saying you could just kill me again right now? Is that what you were just implying, or...? I mean, that's just the truth, darling. It's not something I'm saying I'm going to do. <sighs> I, uh... Can we talk later? This is all <laughs> a lot. <laughs> if you can, can do you this, roll I'm, me? Like, I'm like gesturing around at like this weird temporal bubble we're in. I'm like, uh, you know, if you can come and go as you please. Bringing me, I'm assuming, back to life or, or whatever. Betting whoever you want. Uh, you know, it's a big realm. Has everyone said no to you? <laughs> can you roll me a persuasion? to try to convince her to delay this conversation. And normally you would roll the d20, but even in the ethereal plane, the right. mist rises up around you. Yeah, do not roll me a d20. Roll me that sweet, sweet d6. All right. Um, do I still roll a disadvantage due to exhaustion? Would you like me to roll the d6 twice and give the lower number? No, no. no that has never affected it one way or the other. Okay. I won't give you advantage on it, so I won't give you disadvantage. Uh, yeah, okay. Either way. Uh, that's a three. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. Normally, I would allow conversations to take place later, but I've been fooled once tonight before. Is there something you want, or are we done? I don't think I can make a deal with you, uh, Lucretia. I'm sorry. I just don't know enough. If it's if it's this, or we never speak again, then I'm sorry. That's that's a lot. That's too intense. I'm gonna have to go with we don't. We don't talk again. How tragic, darling. How absolutely tragic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm and she grateful reaches for down, the... Oh. <laughs> she <laughs> reaches down to her waist and draws out a dagger and says, mm, I guess we're done. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. drives wait. it into your chest. Yeah. Oh, and God. You're out. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Vistani caravan, uh... Del, you are hunting for Rumple Foreskin. Yeah. Sorry, Laura, did you say something? Laura I laughed. I, heard, I think I heard Laura oh, laughing okay. very, very hard I, at me getting stabbed. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Del, you were looking for Rumple Foreskin. The last time you saw them was at the beer tent. Is there mm -hmm. some way? Would you go straight there? Or what's your plan? I'm going straight there. I'm I'm in a panic shuffle. I'm just I'm just uh, running back to the last place I saw them. <laughs> okay, you do that. Can you roll me a perception? Sure. It is 14. 14. When you get to the beer tent, you see that Rumple Foreskin is not present. However, along the way, you have spotted that there are a number of people that have moved to the edges of camp and are looking up at the rather beautiful stars that are on display in the sky. So there's a chance that Rumple Foreskin has headed out in that direction. Okay. If that's my first impulse, it's like into the beer tent, flap in open, look around, and then turn on a heel and running back the other way. Just, I'm in a... I mean, I, I feel terrible after everything that just happened. So you make your way to the edges of the camp outside the revel. It's far enough away that is not affected by the campfires and other lights. There's a nice still mm -hmm. piece of darkness. And you can see clumps of people standing or sitting on the rocks, just looking up at the stars. And you see a bone horse that is hobbled towards the edge of this crowd on three legs that is looking out rather than up. I run up alongside Rumpel Foreskin, like to to their shoulder, and just hey hey oh hey hey Rumpel Rumpel Foreskin, I saw you. Oh, 
I saw oh, you hey. were dr- drinking earlier. You you having you having a good time? Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I didn't want anybody else to have a bad time, so I I just kind of like stood there and played along, you know. Oh, are you are you having a bad time? Yeah, it's not a great day. I mean, you know, I it seems like things are really going on with Shadow Nemesis, and mm. and then all these people showed up, and then you know my leg and that that wasn't great so you know it's not not the best day they they new rogue promised me that he he was getting me a prosthetic so i'm hoping that shows up yeah yeah i'm i'm hoping that shows up too i i i can check in with him i just want to make sure you're okay yeah i mean are are you okay i'm good I lie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you roll me a deception? Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel it's like this it. is at disadvantage? It feels like it is based on the performance, but I'm not going to force I, it on you if you don't think it. No, I can. I can try and I just. Oh, okay. Well, oh, wow. well then, it was a good roll, and now it's a nat one, oh, which means no. the ghost things also ghost happen. Things so also let's happen. see. Right. Let's see what happens with the ghosts. Cool. I just have disadvantage on my next roll because the ghosts are popping out to bother me. <laughs> I really thought that based on what you were saying, you were okay. But I'm not always the best at reading people and it seems like you're not okay. Um, I, I'm like swatting. I'm swatting ghosts that are trying to... <laughs> invisible ghosts. <laughs> What if you I... just kill Adam? And then there's just a bunch of other ghosts coming in, just uh... making random threats. It's to the point where it's not just Verter Herzog. You have dozens of ghosts just swooping in with random last requests. Some of them brutal, some of them passing on messages. It's nearly deafening. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a bad, weird night. Um, sorry, ghosts are suddenly bothering me now, too. I figured I wanted to talk to you. Now I've made it weird because... Uh, I'm sorry, your night's bad. I didn't want to make it worse by telling you my bad night. Oh, this is... I mean, it seems like you're really, like, having a time. And, like, is it is it because of the leg or is it because of other things? Um, the... I... I there's other stuff, and I feel very bad about your leg. I I really hope hope New Rogue uh, gets back. I can check on what New Rogue's doing well, now I mean, if you. I just I just gotta ask. Like, did you did you cut off my leg on purpose? Whoa, no! I did. I I was worried about you getting blowed up, and I tried to get you free from getting blowed up, and. I I really thought I had a good shot, but I I am so sorry. <laughs> oh no, I I just wanted to check because you seem really bothered by it. But like we talked about the fact that being a person means you don't have to be perfect. So if you were trying to save me and then my leg got cut off, but I'm still alive, then you saved me, and it may not have been perfect, but that just makes you a person too, right? Maybe <sighs> maybe you should show yourself the same consideration and empathy that you show me. Oh, it's, it's really, really super nice. I just, I don't think you've ever done anything as bad as, like, I really hurt you and I feel really awful about it. I mean, that's, that's a really nice thing for, for you to say, but you realize that I 
rode through a town breathing fire and murdering innocent people at behest of an evil psychopath for several hundred years. Girl, my body count is so high. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel a lot better, honestly. Like, I know it's like Ravenloft's really fucked up and it makes me feel weird and bad about a lot of things. And I'm just trying my best, you know? And I know that's what you're doing. Yeah, we're both just flawed people trying to do our best, surrounded by occasionally psychopaths and occasionally really nice people that we care about. It's true. So, like, if you'd cut off my leg because you wanted to, like, punish me or something, that would be something that you should be really bothered about. But you didn't do that. And I never thought you did that. So, this just happens. Shit happens. Bones break. Eh. Yeah. I don't walk too good now, but I'm alive. Well, and my friend don't... tried to save me. Yeah, and I hope we can help fix it or do something, because, and you know, if you need me to be your, your fourth leg for right now, I'll hang out and walk with you. Well, that's really nice. I do have to ask, though, like, what else is going on that you're worried about? Because that tends to involve, like, hidden murders or people going crazy or monsters attacking. Well, besides the whole shadow nemesis thing, which is its own bag of garbage, I mean, me and you and Tyler should talk about it later. But uh, the demon lady hit on me. I think I don't know. I think I fucked it oh. up. I don't know. Well, did did you want her to keep hitting on you? I I know I shouldn't, but it was it was intense. So yeah, I I don't know. I there's so many ghosts right now. Um, but <laughs> Del, are you trying to tell the truth or are you trying to obfuscate or what is your goal in this conversation? I, I internally don't know the answer to this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't have a role for that. Um. <laughs> I am personally torn. This is this is this the real feels. So you're still trying to figure that out, which is reasonable. Yeah. Well, did you think like the demon was like super scary or or is this like are you looking for a relationship right now like or is it just you found somebody there's chemistry and you're not sure what's going to happen like I, I don't know your your dating history or anything yeah i mean not haven't been looking for somebody but you never know when the right person will come by but pretty much probably not a demon person from Raven. but I mean, yeah, you know everybody's kind of weird and spooky here so yeah i mean i'm a skeletal horse that breathes fire so i'm not going to judge somebody just because they look like a demon yeah, and you're the coolest, so it's just, you know, so, but but I found out that she's Acer Sanguine's mom. No, oh. Acer Sanguine is her son. I am so flustered. <laughs> yep, yep, son, mom, that's pretty sad. Yeah, 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 but it's just, like, obviously, Acer tried to murder all of us, so, I mean, unless yeah, he's he might be, a bad kid or something. Even, even more hostile if you become his stepmom. Oh, you know, see, I, that's, I can't even bridge that gap. That's crazy. Well, see, that's important to know whether or not kids are a deal breaker for you in a relationship. That's true. I mean, if the kids was nice, but like, yeah, not a kid that already tried to murder me and all my friends. That makes sense. You don't want to date the mother of a murderous tyrant. That feels like a good survival choice. Thank you. Thank you. Or if you defeat Acer, maybe you could date then, you know, get the obstacle out of the way. How, how are you so smart? I've lived thousands of years where I was not allowed to talk, which causes a fair bit of introspection. Well, you talk amazing, and I'm glad that we talk, because you're awesome. Yeah, me too. 
you're you're a good friend. We're we're both flawed people just doing our best. <sighs> you you said it. Dell, having had this brief moment of unsure but very significant connection, you see Rumpel Foreskin look down at your belt and go, "Hey, what's that?" What's what? I look. <laughs> and you see the mists <laughs> swirling away from you. And on your belt, you see a small leather pouch that is now hooked up to your belt. Oh. oh it's about the that's... size of a fist. That's new. Um, okay, you stay there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back some, some paces just in case. I'm going to walk, walk away. Away from How all the people. How far away are you going? Like 10 feet. Okay. You go 10 feet away. Yeah. And then I'm going to slowly look in it. Open bag. When you look inside, can you roll me 3d4? (laughs) Okay. Four. Two. One. Seven. Inside this heavy bag are seven beans. They are dried. They are sitting inside this bag. It weighs about three and a half pounds in your hand. What? Those are some heavy beans. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can you roll me either an arcana or a perception? Yeah. Um, to see if you're just looking at them or if you're trying to use your magical senses. Here's a question. Okay. If I have yep. disadvantage on my next roll and I get advantage, can I have a straight roll? Yes, that would be flat. The idea is then it just becomes one roll. All right. I'm going to <laughs> take out my reality blade and just like s- stab in my hand a little bit so that I can ask the ghosts that are bothering me to be useful and help me with this. Look at the beans instead of <laughs> bothering me. <laughs> Your blood sacrifice calms the ghosts enough that you no longer have disadvantage. So you can just Great. roll. And I'm like, eh, eh. okay, that never gets easy to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How much damage did you do to yourself? <laughs> Three damage. <laughs> I'm bleeding. Ouchie. <laughs> you try to just nick yourself, and it's one of those things where you're like, I'm going to give myself a paper cut, and you cut too deep between the fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, oh. ouch. I don't like and it. And I'm pulling pulling down my sleeve to try and dab it up. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <sighs> ghost be useful, it's please. Awful. It's awful. <laughs> They're not useful. It's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eight. Are you using Arcana to try to know what yes. your magical experiences are? Okay. Yes. You look at this and you think these are probably magic beans. Oh. Huh. They would appear that the mists have given you a bag of magic beans. Wow. That's that sure is something, I say. <laughs> Tying them back up, my fingers all slippy with my own blood oh. as I'm trying to just... <laughs> Close my bag and walk back over. Blood drenched magic beans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> These beans taste like copper. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> Can you roll me a D100? Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, is the, the zero on the tens... A hundred or nothing? It means if you roll zero the whole way across, that's a that's the equivalent of a hundred. 
Otherwise, rolled, it just means whatever your ones are becomes that number. Like, yes. From so I rolled. Yes. Okay. So I rolled a three. <laughs> you roll a three. So your hand is dripping blood. And as you go to tie up the magic bean bag, you <laughs> see a drop of blood go in mm-hmm. and hit one of these beans. And you can see magic shimmering across it as that happens. What do you do? Oh, oh no. Oh, uh, I'm trying to dump out without getting more blood on the rest of the beans. Now it's me. Just <laughs> bean shenanigans here. Roll me a sleight of hands. Okay. <laughs> I would normally say it's just one, but it's clearly two hands doing this this time. That's true. Hmm. I'll give you advantage for the second hand. Oh, thank you. Sleight of hand. It's an 18. It's an 18. All right. You successfully fish the one bean out using your other hand and keeping your bloody hand away from the interior of the bag and drop it on the ground. The moment it hits the ground, you see it start to flash red and you instinctively just kick dirt over it. Do you move away? What's your plan right now? I'm running back away towards Ruffle Forskin. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? Uh, It's beans. (laughs) And then I bled on the beans and then the bean turned red and I ran away. Oh, so they're color-changing beans? I don't know. I don't know what it did. I think they're magic, but I don't know what kind of magic. Oh, you you don't? That's really interesting. And as Rumbleforskin says, that's really interesting. A geyser erupts out of the ground where you planted that bean, spraying berry juice in all directions. It's hosing up nearly 20 feet in the air, a la an oil field where they strike it rich in a cartoon. You are seeing that, but it is a deep grape juice, a deeply purple grape juice that is just Ooh. spraying into the night out of this geyser in the ground. Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I guess you got I feel like I need to stop touching anything or doing anything. <laughs> I just feel like... <laughs> And a, a whole crowd starts to come over looking at this. They're like, is that you? Uh, you make this happen? Uh, um, berry juice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, Mitch, Mitch Robley, you got to see this. Another person comes over and they just start calling out names. And you realize there are so many people with... With fun names hidden among the Vistani. You hear oh, here we go. Here a, we go. a call out for Sneezy oh. Anus. Oh. And, and Jimothy James Jornathan comes out to see all of the berry juice. And they're, they're like, oh, you, you got to see this. Come on over, Master Bateswell of the Bateswell Estate. And Master Bateswell comes over to see this, this truly majestic sight. Wow. And, and don't, don't forget Jack Hughes. He's, he's great. Bring him over. Jack Hughes. And Jack dashes over. And they all love this. And normally I wouldn't have enough time, but this is actually going to take 10 minutes. So, <laughs> rolled really high on this. Right? Oh. What about, oh, oh, we got to find him. We got to, where's Kelsey Grammer? Where's Kelsey Grammer? And they go hunt around and you you have a brief moment of thinking that, you know, real world celebrity Kelsey Grammer is going to show up. And then it's it's a fairy who just flies out of a tent. It's like, I'm Kelsey Grammer and flies over and circles around just enjoying this majestic sight. 
And then, oh, wait, we can't, we can't forget Mr. Awesome, the incredibly fantastic. And at that, just the most normal looking person you've ever seen walks up like, hello. And they just join the crowd. And everybody starts bringing out cups. And they're just catching geysers of this berry juice. Like, can we drink it or are we going to die? I, I, I don't want to die or, or alongside, well, if I have to, I hope it's alongside Mr. Awesome, the incredibly fantastic, and Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> A cavalcade of crazy characters. Oh my god! <laughs> Befriend all of them and bring them on our journey. <laughs> Man, these these Vistani. I, it's a it's kind of a mist's gift. So I hope it's okay. I haven't tried it. I don't know. Don't take my word for it. It's up and to you. Sneezy anus tries a cupful <laughs> and doesn't seem to fall down. And then Master Bateswell of the Bateswell Estates tries it and it seems to be good. And soon they're all just quaffing berry juice and saying, Tadell, Tadell, and Kelsey Grammer. And they laugh and they laugh and it's a real journey. Uh, Dell, are you going to try any of the berry juice? I look at Rumple Foreskin. Do you, do you want any of that or do you want to just go back to the, the booze tent? I'm I'm fine to go back to the booze tent. I mean, yeah, I know what I'm getting there. I don't, this is just yeah, I don't, grape juice out of the ground. Yeah, no, this is so weird. The fact that they're into this is so weird. But like, yeah, let's get moving. And you both turn and move away from the berrylicious revel that is taking place for 10 minutes outside camp as grape juice sprays all over everything. Tyler, you awaken with something being poured into your mouth while you're laying down. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> You cough out half of the healing potion, but you receive six points in healing, bringing you back up from zero. I am determined to have a good time and die early. Uh, uh, six points is what I ingest? Yes. Okay, thank you. I have that on my sheet. And you wake up to see Midas Fern standing over you. You are back in the physical realm. You are still laid out on the worm. The barren hills, it's almost impossible to tell where you are. And Midas just looks down and he goes, hmm. I, for a second there, it's just uh, the thought of like, oh, Lucretia, this is like, this is not a step forward for you. Uh, just like the other look was better. But then it's like, oh, wait, this is real. This is happening. Okay. Uh, and um, I, uh, I, I think I groan and kind of sit up and look around and see what happened. Where, I, where am I after I passed out? What happened? You are sitting back up on top of the dead worm that you're there before. And Midas reaches out and pushes you down. Like, ah. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. and oh. she mimes out her hands into a pillow and rests her head against the pillow and then points at you 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 want me to sleep mm. right now mm. i i think about asking more questions and i think about how much that'd piss her off and if she thinks it's safe i i mean i'm pretty beat and bruised and busted so i think uh it doesn't take too much convincing for me to just like pass out to just like as soon as i accept it i think my body just goes into sleep and you fall asleep the sleep of the just the sleep uninterrupted by goats going to the bathroom or kicking you and you sleep you you manage to even though you can feel the ground shifting under you as the worm carcass is dragged forwards until you wake up at the top of a hill and looking down, you see a Vistani revel next to you, sitting alongside the half of a worm that you are riding, the other half already gone. You can see Midas standing there. And next to her is Merith Glimplimer, the leader of this werefolk 
refugee camp, for lack of a better term, currently. She is looking down at you and says, oh, turns out you learned how to fish. Well, I wouldn't say that much. Um, how am I feeling waking up here, Ryan? Was it just sleep that I've, I'm unconscious and time has passed? Or am I, am I feeling the healing effects of sleep in Ravenloft as they exist? Roll 2d6 for me. Okay. Uh, wow, that's a 10 total. You heal for 10 more HP over the course of this sleep. It's wow. too much. That's over my total. <laughs> <laughs> Six plus 10 puts me over my cap. You are healed to maximum and you recover from your exhaustion. You're still okay. tired. Yeah. In in the narrative playthrough sense, but mechanically you have recovered from this sleep. Okay. And Midas standing over you goes. <laughs> and then she quickly signs a series of hand gestures that you don't recognize to Merith Glimplimer. And Merith says, oh, so you're. You're shit at the whole fishing thing, but it turns out yeah, you saved I... Midas's life. The term suicidally brave is used. It turns out you didn't just catch one of our regular groundworms. It seems like you two actually defeated Glugglglorp, the Lord of Slugs. Oh, wow, is that good? I hope the average, it's good. The average groundworm's about eight to ten feet long, and you defeated... <gasps> A 35-foot-long, gigantic <laughs> groundworm. It would have been a suicidal fight for anyone. This thing was a fucking train. And Merith looks over at Midas, who grunts, and then signs a few more times. She says, Midas, it's pretty clear that if you hadn't made an absolutely suicidal combat jump from 50 feet in the air down to the ground with your sword, she'd have lost the fight with that worm. She'd be dead, and the village would be starving. And instead, oh. you brought us more food than we ever thought we were going to get out of this. And... Really? She looks over at Midas, who signs a few more things. And apparently Midas is willing to go hunting with you again and fishing and whatever you please, which has never been true of anyone I've ever spoken to. She hates them all. Oof. Uh, wow, that's... um. Uh, I mean, I'm just glad everyone's okay and that, you know, we've, we've got food. Uh, I don't know how helpful I'd be next time. I felt like uh, pretty lucky. Uh, I'm, I'm glad everyone's happy with how it turned out, though. You know, I, I can... I can definitely cast a spell again, but, uh, uh, and, and, you know, keep a lookout for, for Midas. She's like, she fucking badass the way she, she made the same 50 foot drop that I did. No problem. And I, I think I got to thinking that, uh, you know, if she can do it, I can. And that wasn't the case with fishing. I don't know why I thought it would be the case with jumping on top of a giant worm, but <laughs> anyway, uh, well, if it weren't for you. you, I wouldn't have the food that's currently feeding the villagers and we wouldn't currently have Midas. So whatever you did, thank you. And I spoke with, you know, Billy Bob Thortan down there in the Revel. Seems like your friend may not be as deeply psychotic as we expected. So oh, yeah. you want to come down to the, the village tomorrow, bring the rest, bring him to the camp. We'll make plans from there. We okay, yeah. We're going to deal with the rootless evergreen. I, I heard um, kind of in a weird way, but I, I, I heard what I think is reliable information that uh, Shadow Nemesis is kind of gone for now. I don't know for how long. And my friend Adam is kind of himself again. He's a really nice guy. He's a really good guy. You'll you'll like him when you meet him. I look forward to meeting him tomorrow, but maybe you can go and get him up to speed. The Vistani are here, so it should be a play safe place for all of you to sleep. Thank you for oh. the worm. Thank you for bringing Midas back safe. Thank you for everything you've done. Oh, I mean, Midas brought me back safe. You know, uh, thank you, Midas. Uh, really appreciate that. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> and Midas offers Bronux with her left hand. Whoa, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll dab that up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she, she dabs that up and then she cuffs yeah. you on the back of the head and then walks away going like, <laughs> ah, like she, like my hair's like knocked it over, like over my face and shit. Like it's a good one. I'm like, ah, ha, ha. yeah, funny uh, inside joke that we have. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, she's a charmer. So go down. Catch up with your friends. I'm sure it'll be an uneventful evening where you can all just get some sleep. And then tomorrow we plan. That would be nice. Yeah, I got to catch him up on some stuff. Uh, sounds like everyone's OK. Last I heard there was an explosion and, and my friends were in danger. It sounds like from what you're telling me, everyone's everyone made it. Everyone's OK. And when you turn to look, Merith Glimplimmer is gone. Inside the beer tent, Adam, you and New Rogue and Dr. Deputy have officially been hanging out just as friends. Dr. Deputy agreed. Nobody's anybody's dad. It's just friends sitting at a table trying to figure out what's going on. You've been told some pretty terrible things, and you've been sitting at this bar drinking the darkest ale that is available. What Hmm. is going through your head? What are you talking to your friends about? Uh, How how many... uh ales if i had how just hard are you one? going would you say are you going light you go medium you're going hard oh i think this is a hard situation that's that's what i think roll me 2d6 2d6 oh man <laughs> 2d20s <laughs> 40 beers <laughs> <That's> 12 <laughs> oh shit Over I two, two hours it's been two hours. Two Adam, hours. And Six you have, beers I'm, an hour. Twelve beers. I would say, let's say, I, I'm just due to the twelve. I, I'm going to say three hours. You've had three hours that you've been sitting here. As this has been going on. Tyler has been out doing fishing. You don't know about that. Dell's been running around the camp, just having crises of faith and negotiating with demons and recovering friends. And you have been in this tent for three hours with the doctor, deputy, and new rogue drinking. You have had twelve beers. I'm doing some cake stands and things like that. <laughs> it's been, it's just been a party in, in this place. Um, so what, I, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good because the alcohol is making me forget about my problems. Um, and it's been a while, so you are feeling pretty good. But then there is this, this brief moment where the, the mists swirl up around you. And you remember the last time that you were really drunk inside Ravenloft, even though that moment wasn't Adam, as a memory comes to you from Shadow Nemesis, not sent, but just showing the link between you and Shadow Nemesis inside your body. What does oh. this memory, this moment feel like to you? Oh, what well, happens? Well, I'm, I'm trying to shift? remember. I'm trying to remember at the moment. Is that where I'm on a boat? Was, you got that wasted on a boat, declared people your daughters and declared yourself a villain. <laughs> I remember, now if I correct me if I'm wrong, didn't I, I gave Hazel Nutter my RoboCop helmet. And so I think, unless I'm wrong, uh, I think that's when I gave it to her or like in and around that time. Yeah, I would say happily blend that however you need for this memory. Yeah. And so then I, I see, I see these, I see like these, I don't, I don't see them as evil, I guess 
through Shadow Nemesis's eyes. Uh, they're children. But they're his evil children, and he loves them. Um, but you can feel the deep-seated evil and thought processes within Shadow Nemesis. Because it's not just a memory okay. of what he's seeing. It's a memory of you being Shadow Nemesis. <gasps> so I feel evil, but I see the goodness of RoboCop. And I see the helmet. And I, and I like, I stand up and I'm like, ah, and I give like a mighty yell. And, and uh, I say like, that's it. I know how to fix it. I'm going to go get back my RoboCop helmet. Dr. Deputy, go get my RoboCop helmet, please. And the mists swirl up around this moment. Adam, can you roll me a D6? Ooh, I hope I get a helmet if I roll properly. <laughs> Three. <laughs> you got it, friend! And the doctor deputy takes off. And then yes. hour passes. The first hour you have this memory. Doctor deputy disappears in the second hour. In the third hour, the mists swirl up again as you're trying to party and keg stand your way through these feelings. You're going to find positivity. You don't need these memories. And one of the darkest moments of being Shadow Nemesis, one of the most black and evil decisions that Shadow Nemesis made surges to your mind and you relive that moment. What moment is it and how do you feel as Adam living through it? Oh, geez. Um, and so, yeah, so it's a moment that like happened or could it be like... It's a moment that actually happened. That yeah. actually happened. Okay, well, I was going to say it's like, a memory. or like a plan or something that he thought of. Um, you know, I think I think of the letter I wrote and just how how terrible a thing that is just how how many lies are in there and just how manipulative that was and that's like and your greatest fear was that you did harm to your friends and having read this letter it's clear that you were turning people directly against tyler mhm mm mhm mm yes yes and just how i could how i could just out and out betray tyler and think it was the right thing to do and just be really happy about it. And <laughs> I, God, I, I think of it and I, I just go into a rage and I grow five feet tall and I just start smashing tables. I get my uh, axe okay. out, I go cheat cheat, and I just go like and I start smashing tables. I don't even know who I am anymore. People are freaking uh, out and backing uh, up. New Rogue, you are next to your friend who is actively assaulting the brew tent. Schmendrick is beyond himself, doesn't know what to do. Vistani are backing away in shock and fear. It sounds like someone needs religious guidance. Uh, what can you offer, New Rogue? Hey, buddy, 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 come down. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I, you're drinking too much <sighs> squirrely drink. Look, um, uh, uh, Don't talk to me. I'm a yeah. monster. Look yeah. at the size of me. I'm a yeah. monster, New Rogue. Uh, no, you're fine. You just got to calm those emotions, please. <laughs> uh, feel the calmness. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm imagining you're casting I'm calm, cast- emotions. <laughs> calm emotions. <laughs> and so what like, is so the saving good. throw for this? Uh, must make a charisma saving throw. Yeah, so oh. a, <gasps> each saving throw. Yeah, each human in a twenty sense. foot radius now, sphere centered on a point you choose within range must make a charisma saving throw. And yeah, if they want to, can't they have the spell take effect? I don't know how Adam would feel about that, but isn't that also? I would an say option? sometimes it's optional. If Adam was himself in this moment, I would allow him to consciously gotcha. wave the roll, but he is raging, so I think he that will be sense. instinctively using his barbarian abilities for that. So. I need you to roll me a charisma saving throw, Adam, with advantage because of danger, danger sense. I was going to say, yeah, I think by like my, yeah, my danger sense would kick in. Uh, and my charisma saving is like plus five. Man, well, yeah. okay. Well, I rolled terribly. So uh, my best roll is therefore 13. <laughs> <laughs> And the spell fails to take hold (laughs) as you see you have this moment of it starting to work and then you realize that you're still a monster. Your friend can't convince you he's not. He doesn't know about the letter. You don't know about the letter I wrote. You don't know about the letter. And then I start like, Ah, I, I I take a table and I use my axe and I and I write a letter in, in the table like Dear Adam, you suck. Love Adam. And I flip the table <laughs> and I smash it. <laughs> and as, as, as Adam starts writing this letter and then smashes the table, New Rogue, the mist swirls up around you and gives you a pop culture reference that'll help you find a new way to try to talk to your friend. Oh fuck. Um Okay. Uh uh. <laughs> Yo, we gotta relax. Yo. <laughs> um, I, it's I, working. No, like, <laughs> you, you need to get in the mind frame of mindset of like one of those cool West Coast raptors. And I don't know what to say or what to do because it's literally just like smoke weed every day. I'm just like, <laughs> you gotta chill out, bro. And then I'm like, Schmendrick, do you have any of that sticky icky? <laughs> I'm a brewer. No! <laughs> uh, anybody, um, anybody in this town? Who's holding? <laughs> I need weed. We need you, to blow a big cloud you, of ganja can, in this guy's face to get him to be real sleepy-like. Can you roll me? I'm going to say religion. Roll me a religion. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, well, I get a... Uh, it's a six. <laughs> Someone offers you a pipe out of the crowd. It's like, yeah, you can have this. It, does it have marijuana in it, sir? <laughs> I can't hear you. He takes out an, an ear horn and aims it towards you. What was that? Does this have the sticky, icky marijuana chronic 420 hell yeah, inside of it? I don't know, sure. All right. Here, Adam. Uh, hope you don't get the munchies. I shake, I'm shaking it up. I don't shake. know why. Shake so the weed up. You know how I like it. <laughs> and then I and then I light it because I'm just thinking of like a Snoop Dogg music video I've seen, you know, and the Nate Dogg music video or whatever. And I'm just like, here it goes. And then I just blow the pipe in his face. I'm like, <sighs> and I'm trying can to you roll me a. Can you roll me a con save? <laughs> <laughs> That's like 
Oh, thank goodness. I get to add also uh, my extra ability check uh, because of my stone of decent luck. So that's an 11. An 11. You successfully don't cough and breathe the smoke directly into Adam's face. There you go. Adam, I inhale you roll like me... deeply. Yeah. Can you roll me a con save? Okay. Um, plus two constitution. That is uh, 17 total. 17 total. If you had just had this smoke blown in your face, you would have resisted it. It wouldn't have caused you problems for your eye. But knowing that you breathed in, expecting that sweet, sweet, sticky, icky ganja 420, instead you get ratty pipeweed smoke. It's just burning grass and other toxins inhaled (laughs) fully into your lungs. It burns. Uh, I'm sorry, pal. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, bad I deserve call, it because I'm garbage. Uh, no, no, you're not. You're not. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, and I the know. mist swirls up around you, and you Fuck. get another pop culture reference, New Road, that helps you figure out your next plan. Uh, <laughs> I like. Uh, I think. Oh, no, of is that hair, it? I think of one of those hairbrain <laughs> schemes that. Um, Tim the Toolman Taylor would have, <laughs> uh, except I can't go oh talk with the wise person behind uh, the fence. Wilson, I think his Wilson name was. Wilson was his name. His yeah. yeah. Or he was the wise man maybe, behind the fence. Maybe you can't talk to someone behind the fence, but this is when a bone horse walks in from outside, gently sprayed with grape juice, and you look over Rumple Foreskin's back, and that's where you just see Dell. Just Dell's eyes and the top of Dell's head peering over the horse towards you. And you realize your very own Wilson is here. And maybe your very own Wilson can help you with this situation. (laughs) That's the end of this episode, listener. But next week, you could become a watcher and affect the Jester's adventures by joining our Twitch stream, which happens every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's Toronto time. If you join our Twitch chat, you can give the cast magical items, name NPCs, and decide the events that shape Ravenloft. So catch up on the story, follow Dumb Dumb Dice on Twitch, and join our weekly stream right away. Jesters of Ravenloft features the voices of players Tyler Hewitt, Del Borovic, Guy Bradford, and Adam McNamara, alongside Dungeon Master Ryan LaPlante. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Jesters of Ravenloft's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is Dark Mysterious Halloween Night by Sound Gallery by Dimitri Taras. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, whose music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Now get out of here before the mist gets you, too. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, 
Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, Panda24NN, Shendra D, Your Homeboy Bones, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com slash DumbDumbDice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punching fists. Yeah, they're always ready. Now I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? (laughs) I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. I, okay, okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser and yes. then what? And then if I tell you to, yep. we're going to punch it. The dresser? <laughs> <laughs> you said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. So, like a party? <laughs> like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the yes. ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is back upright. All the drawers are back inside. But now it is next to the window and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now.